Hello and welcome to In the Classroom, an educational podcast making teaching and learning more transparent. My name is Benjamin Stewart, and here I would like to share with you a recent broadcast I did uh, talking about task-based learning, talking a little bit about a class that I'm planning on teaching next semester, the spring 2020 semester. And just so you know, there are a couple of breaks in the uh, audio, unfortunately, I was uh, in fact I'm still experimenting with uh, some of the technologies that I'm going to be using to uh, produce uh, the broadcast to produce this podcast this uh, in this particular case I was using get vocal and with get vocal you can simulcast and push out your audio in real time and in this case I pushed it out to Periscope YouTube and Facebook and I noticed that these breaks occurred across the board, basically in all of the three pad, the three uh, social networks that I used. Uh, unfortunately, there were certain breaks that happened, so it seems to have occurred at uh, within Get Vocal. So, still experimenting, um, but I wanted to share with you this uh, particular audio and also invite you to share your own experiences with task-based learning. If you are currently using task-based learning, uh, especially in language learning, which is uh, my own context, I would really like to hear from you and uh, know what challenges you're facing, what successes you've had with task-based learning. You can reach me at Twitter. My Twitter handle is B-N-L-E-E-Z. Now, let's get on with the broadcast. Okay, this is In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart. Make money more transparent. We'll get started here in just a few minutes. Uh, today's topic will be discussing test-based learning. Let me turn down my volume here. And uh, yeah, so today's topic is test-based learning. When I talk about a recent article I came across, share a couple of ideas that I've been thinking about as uh, we start the new year, start a new semester next month. Today's December 20th, 2019, and um, want to make sure we've got everything up and running here. Looks like we're broadcasting live uh, via Periscope. So if anything uh, that we talk about today is something that interests you and you want to share some of your ideas, if you're following or viewing this video in Periscope, feel free to follow me on Twitter at B-N-L-E-E-Z. That's my Twitter handle, B-N-L-E-E-Z. Feel free to uh, share any of your, of your ideas or reach me via Twitter if uh, if that is your uh, social media of choice. I'm also broadcasting in Facebook. We have a Facebook page, In the Classroom. Uh, you can find that at facebook.com forward slash In the Classrooms with an S at the end. That should take you directly to the page where you can also view this video. Also, I am uh, pushing this out through YouTube. So if you're watching this in my YouTube channel, feel free to subscribe. And again, leave any comments uh, below this video uh, regarding any of the things, any of the topics here that we're discussing today. Today, we're going to talk about task-based learning and want to share with you a recent article I came across. And I think getting started here, uh, and I'm going to share with you, too, some of the technologies I'll be uh, using next semester, but I came across this article, Test-Based Language Teaching, What Every EFL Teacher Should Do, 
And uh, there are a couple of things I want to share with you today uh, as uh, as we begin talking and thinking about uh, implementing, as far as uh, my classroom is concerned, thinking about a, a applying a task-based approach to a course called Grammar and Context 2. This is a second semester course for English language learners who are also uh, preparing to be English language teachers or trainers. This is a one-year program. It's made up of uh, Grammar and Context 1 and 2. This is the second semester. But the idea of this uh, next semester is to ad adapt a task-based approach to the learning of grammar. And so the idea here is to set up a Microsoft Teams. Uh, all of the students who are enrolled into the uh, program are also, or they have access to Office 365, which entitles them to also access Microsoft Teams. So we'll be using Teams to uh, look at or to uh, host different posts, different files that will be shared uh, across the the whole course and uh, with all of the students who are taking uh, this particular course. And this also includes OneNote, which will be where most of the course content can be found. All right, so in this particular case, we have set up here, let me open this up. Under Content Library, I'll, for each of the 16 weeks, different concepts that will be our, our main focus for that particular week. The first week, for example, Courage uh, will be our topic. And within each of these weeks, we'll have different understandings. We'll also have a problem that we'll be looking at as an essential question. A lot of this information is coming from Understanding by Designs, Wiggins and McTie's book published in 2005, looking at uh, different understandings. And one essential question that will be really the uh, the through line or the main idea that we'll be uh, discussing and uh, uh, considering for the entire week. So again, the idea here is to base each of these concepts under these different concepts, understandings, essential questions. We'll have a language focus, of course, and uh, different links that they can access for additional information. So generally, looking at this uh, article, I think this is a good place to begin thinking about what test-based la language learning is and uh, what to really think about if uh, you're thinking about this uh, as, a, as an approach for your particular teaching practice. And so the first thing I want to do here is first share my screen because, uh, let's see here. All right. So... Now you should be able to see my screen. This is the article uh, that I'm talking about, task-based language teaching, what every EFL teacher should do. And I just realized I was speaking about uh, Microsoft Teams uh, and I wasn't sharing my screen. So basically this is what I was discussing here uh, a few minutes ago. And uh, I'll come back to this at the, uh, towards the end uh, to uh, cover what I just discussed so you can also take a look at that. The first thing I want to take a look at, though, in this article, and let me open this up here. Yeah, so the first thing that they talk about in this article, I think, uh, is looking at 
uh, test-based language learning from both a pre-task preparation as well as a task performance. You could also uh, obviously think of it as a post-task feedback as well, but looking at it from three different perspectives, like what priming uh, or primer activities will students need to maybe introduce new vocabulary or grammatical structures, then the tasks themselves that will take them through a series of performances that will lead to maybe post types of activities where they're uh, able to reflect on the experience, on the performance, on the language, on the content itself, and really looking at it from these three different perspectives, I think um, is, uh, is something to consider when you're looking at different test-based uh, activities or test-based approach. In this article, they uh, also talk about uh, test-based uh, learning and basically taking it as both a learning approach and a teaching approach. And they, they compare this to maybe a more traditional approach of presentation practice and performance and this being a good alternative uh, to that. But they list uh, basically seven different uh characteristics of task-based learning that I, that they feel is favorable or aspects that really emphasize task-based approach over the traditional approach. The first one being instructed language learning should mainly contain natural or naturalistic language use and the activities are related to meaning rather than language. So here you've got the idea of how much should be focused on or how much of the performances should be focused more on meaning versus uh, form. And different authors have different perspectives as to the role or the emphasis of form or how much form uh, should be part of the language learning experience. And you can look at it as how much should you focus on form at, in the pre-activities uh, versus how much should there be a focus on form during the actual tasks themselves versus how much of a focus maybe at the end or post activities where maybe they're reflecting. And this is going to be, I think, very much dependent on your teaching approach. And I, I know me, uh, in my particular case, I'm going to be looking at each individual week, looking at the problem under investigation, looking at the understandings that we're trying to develop and uh, really explore for that particular week. And, I think that the focus on form, I'm going to be keeping it open as to how much will be at the pre versus post versus maybe during the activity itself, how much or how we'll end up focusing on that. But meaning definitely is going to be at the forefront. Our focus on meaning or the purpose of the language is going to really, I think, performance uh, test for each particular all right, so this is something to consider when you're looking at test-based uh, teaching and learning in your own particular practice. How much focus or how are you going to focus on the form, the grammatical forms, and when that will occur, how that will occur, how much will that uh, be part of the learning experience versus a focus on meaning? Now, that they mentioned here. Instruction should support 
learner centeredness rather than teacher centeredness. I think this uh, is fairly obvious. And I think if anyone is really serious about adapting a test-based teaching approach that uh, this is going to be inherent, I think, in in the experience. But I think also that when you're looking at helping students through the tasks, how much of these tasks are going to be dictated by you, the teacher, the instructor, versus how many of these tasks will uh, students actually have the freedom to decide for themselves and uh, be able to uh, actually decide on and choose for themselves the best types of tasks to be completed and even maybe to the degree that they choose whether they work individually, whether they work in small pair and, and small teams or maybe pair work. And so a lot of the decisions about interactional patterns and maybe even online versus the tests themselves. Uh, another decision uh, already predetermined or will this just emerge from the educative experience? The next point, because totally naturalistic learning does not normally give rise to target-like accuracy, engagement is essential to promote the internalization of formal linguistic elements while keeping the perceived benefits of the natural approach. So the natural approach is mentioned here. Uh, engagement is essential. I think some of this uh, is can be, well, what, how should I say this? It's going to depend very much on what one thinks about when uh, we define engagement uh, and also natural approach, especially when we're talking about formal education. So if we're within a some sort of a formal educational educational experience where there's a school curriculum, uh, there's a syllabus to be adhered to, uh, a lot of the maybe course objectives have already been established. So a lot of decisions will be needing to, or one will need to make with regard to the engagement, like how much engagement are they going to uh, take part in? Not so much maybe in the classroom itself, but maybe external to the classroom experience. How how open or transparent will the educative experience be in terms of decisions about with whom they can interact with? Or will it only be within the classroom? Students will just interact within uh, the uh within the classroom itself. When I think about engagement, I also have to think about effectiveness and efficiency. So effectiveness being, um, are we meeting the, the objectives of the class? Are we also meeting certain maybe individual objectives that the students set out to achieve for themselves? And as the instructor, how can we bring those two together? Also, the efficiency really relates to um, is, are we working in the most efficient way possible? I think one of the reasons why I'm using for this particular semester Microsoft Teams and OneNote is because there's already an, an integration there that I think helps both my uh, teaching and, and the way I deliver the class as well as how they interact with each other more efficient. And um, since, again, students are already enrolled in the university and they have access, they already have an account set up in Office 365. Um, for me, some of the efficiencies there 
are uh, automatic uh, when considering this type of technology to to conduct the uh, this class. Okay, now the next the next aspect here. This can be realized best by offering opportunities for focus on the form, which will attract students' attention to linguistic components as they emerge incidentally in lessons whose main focus is on meaning or communication. I think the key to this particular point is the emergence of incidentally uh, coming across different linguistic elements, even in the sense of form, but having this emerge through the experience. So the idea is to establish or set up the educative experience, have them uh, partake and engage in and participate in the experience. And based on what emerges from those experiences, turn those into teachable moments regarding form and perhaps even meaning. And we haven't talked about pragmatics or the, the way language is used. Uh, in fact, this article does not address at all uh, language use, but I think we can, uh, we can really put together or merge the idea of meaning or semantics and pragmatic meaning and use, bring those together uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way in, in, in terms of how we help students really understand what a particular word or phrase means in a particular context. So here, I think, incidentally, uh, we have a lot of opportunities to bring out grammar, um, not so much predetermined grammatical structures that are just remain the only focus, but be open to other aspects of grammatical structures that can be part of uh, the teaching and learning experience. Okay, the next point, communicative tasks are especially suitable devices for such an approach. So I think this is kind of a no-brainer communicative approach, although this is, is open to interpretation. It can mean a lot of things. I think the overlying or the overarching theme here is that meaning is uh, more important than form in the sense that there's a particular purpose for the use or the reason for using a, a, the language uh, that they are using the L2 to achieve a goal, to, to, to achieve some sort of outcome that uh, helps bring in the use and uh, allows them to kind of see some of the forms and uh, the, the reasons for using a particular language for a particular purpose. All right, the next point here, more formal pre- and post-task language study may be beneficial. And this may make contribution to internalization by leading or maximizing familiarity with formal characteristics during communication. So the degree that I focus in my particular case on the pre and post activities, I think will uh, again, depend a lot on the understandings and essential questions that are established for that particular week. And uh, this is something I'm going to be reflecting on quite a bit as, as I begin this course and uh, continue reflecting on this and sharing some of my thoughts about how this course is being delivered, I think that I will be focusing a lot on how much of the pre and post really fits into the overall experience. Since I'm working on a weekly basis, each of the concepts that, uh, that we'll be looking at, let me, let me open this up again, 
Again, each week we'll have a different concept. The first week will be courage, the second week experience, and so on. Power, nature, animals, truth, philosophy, happiness, appreciation, duty, education, fact versus opinion, love, wisdom, equality, and progress. Each of these different concepts are designed to be covered over the course of of one week. And uh, this particular group meets once a day, Monday through Friday, one hour a week. So we've got five hours really to look at and experience and develop different tasks that align with these different concepts. Again, we're going to be using Wiggins and McTie's understanding uh, by design concepts. So we'll be developing understandings, essential questions based on these concepts that will have a language focus. Some of it, again, will emerge as we've uh, been talking about. So there'll be incidental activities and language uh, structures that will emerge from the experience. And uh, and so this is going to be our focus. I'll probably also include some sort of grammatical analysis and uh, be sharing that with them in terms of different uh, uh, language that has been used in that particular week. Uh, the last thing to mention here, again, I think this is also a no-brainer, traditional approaches are unproductive and unsuitable, particularly where, particularly where they require passive formal instruction and practice isolated from communicative work. So again, really the focus here is more on communication, purposeful communication versus the PPP approach, uh, a more traditional approach that tends to be more focused on the teaching and less on the learning. All right, so again, this is uh, Microsoft Teams. And if you're not familiar with Microsoft Teams, they typically have areas where posts can be made uh, and shared. You can also conduct private chats with each student if need be. Each team will have different files that are being shared. Anytime you post and you uh, attach any type of file to the post, this will also appear here in the files area. And uh, we're going to set up a class note for this particular team. Again, all of the course content will be shared uh, here. And what I particularly like when you set up a Microsoft Teams uh, for the first time and you open up and create a, a class notebook, it will automatically populate basically three different sections. The first being a collaboration space where both students and teachers can uh, can edit the space, right? So you can set up sections and pages within each of these areas where collaboration between teacher and student can exist. Underneath content library, this is going to be basically just where I upload content. All students will access will be able to access this information, but they won't be able to edit it. And then below there, it automatically adds student information. So each student will have, and the way I have it set up, they will have a, a section called class notes, another section called handouts, another one called homework, and a fourth section called quizzes. Each of these sections, of course, will, can have multiple pages as necessary, but this is where uh, students can access their own particular work. Only uh, they can see their work that they are sharing, but I'm also, as the instructor, able to go in and view and edit that content as well.
So again, this is all by default. This is uh, set up very nicely and quickly. Um, and anytime you add members to a particular team, you can go here and manage a team and add members as necessary. Uh, all of this information uh, gets linked to OneNote. So I think this is a good st uh, stopping point. Uh, just uh, want to introduce this idea of task-based language teaching or language learning. Uh, in my particular case, again, I'm teaching pre-service and service teacher trainers. And this particular course, Grammar and Context 2, is uh, for English language learners, typically at an A2 to B1 English uh, level proficiency. And uh, this is uh, what I'm planning on implementing next semester, beginning January. I think the uh, start date is January 27th. And um, it's a 16-week course. And the idea is to kind of implement test-based learning and teaching, also problem-based learning and teaching, also adapting some aspects of understanding by design, bringing all that together through Office 365, specifically Microsoft Teams and OneNote, bringing that in, and um, uh, having learners being able to access this, this information on their phone is very useful so that um, they're able to, on the go, be able to interact both in the class and outside of the classroom uh, with the content and activities that we have scheduled for this particular course. So I'm very interested in your thoughts about task-based teaching. If you've had some experiences that you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to me via Twitter. My handle is BNLEEZ. And if you're watching this in Facebook and the Facebook page in the classroom, feel free to leave a comment about your experiences, uh, some things maybe that I haven't discussed about task-based uh, teaching and learning that need to be discussed. Uh, I'm uh, curious of how you think about uh, this particular approach. Also, if you're watching this in YouTube, feel free to leave any comments below. Feel free to uh, subscribe to the channel if you find any of this content useful. And uh, this has been In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart. And uh, this is uh, an effort to make teaching and learning more transparent. <laughs>